he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> Unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons, we're just happy you're here, you know. So come join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. All right, guys, let's creep. We have so much to get into, actually. I'm very excited. This is gonna be another jam-packed episode. First and foremost, um, Chris Harrison's wedding. Star-studded event. Like, everyone from Bachelor Nation was there. Specifically, Caitlin and Jason. Now, I posted about this on Instagram last week, but we all saw that they're kind of talking to each other in the comments section of Chris Harrison's yeah. post. It's just so ridiculous because it's like, they share dogs. They were dating for several years they have two dogs that they have like joint custody of that probably like every other weekend one person drives the dogs to the other person's house and so it's like i'm assuming these people are incredibly cordial and literally talk all the time and i feel like they're only commenting in the comment sections just to get people to be like oh my god they're oh, no just to tell us. and it's just like right but like Keep that to yourself. Like, I like what was the one that Jason was like, it was so good to see you, KB. If it was really good to see her, fucking text her. It was good to see her. Also, you see her literally all the time because you have two dogs together. So what are you talking about? <laughs> well, okay, I need to address a couple of things you said. When people say custody of the dogs, one, what do we know about their custody battle? Two, do you really get custody of a dog? Or is it just a No, but we know an, they, they are still they sharing share. dogs. But I feel like everyone talks so, like, dramatically about, like, well, they share the dog, so obviously that means, like, they're so, they're gonna be in each other's lives forever, and it's like, okay, I mean, they share a pet, but, like, I don't know, I don't... But you still have to talk to, like, coordinate, like, hey, sure. I'm dropping off the dogs later. Okay, thanks. Good to see you, KB, because he's gonna see her when she drops off the fucking dogs, you know, so... So the actual comments at hand, it's a post of a lot of people from Bachelor Nation. Uh, it was a party at Chris Harrison's house. Like, Ashley and Jared are there, JoJo, Becca, Ari, Lauren, Bob Guinea, Colton, and his husband, and Caitlin and Jason are standing next to each other in the photo. In the comments section, Jason writes, it was great seeing you, KB, to which Caitlin replies, great seeing you too, JT, RIP to the dance floor because we all killed it. Could it be they're like together? Well, first of all, they attended this wedding, obviously not dates, but they were at the same wedding. In this photo, they're posed very chummy next to each other. Could it be their way of like addressing the rumors before they start? Like, hey guys, we're not actually back together. We're friendly. Could that be? Maybe. I could see that. Like, oh, we don't want this rumors to start. So right, gonna, like, right. That we're all like cozied up at this wedding. So let's just be clear that we're only friendly. I don't know. I guess I just feel like there's maybe a different way to do that. Yeah. There's also mm. another clip of Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison's basically like doing a toast to a bunch of bachelor people. And he's like, cheers that I, I mm. made a living. Oh, you know it? On the backs yeah, of all your guys' heartbreak. It. I thought it was and so evil of him to say. I thought it was, <laughs> like, it was funny. He has evil eyes and like literally flames are in his pupils when he's saying that. <laughs> no, he really, he does look scary. I'm sure he's a couple uh, drinks deep. But Jason films the video and it pans to Caitlyn. And mm -hmm. she said, like, she just makes like a funny something to the camera. And they seem to be very cordial. It, it's not just posing in this photo. They're in a lot of videos together. They yeah. seem to be the person that the other one wants to like hang around. So I can mm -hmm. understand why maybe they want to put, shut down the rumors that they're getting back together if they're not. Yeah. But even this doesn't say anything about, like, guys, we're just friends. It literally just says, it was great seeing you, KB. Great seeing you too, JT. Even if they literally hooked up at the end of this wedding, they could have said, great to see you. So speaking of hooking up, there is something crazy that has come out from Dewan, and I'm really, I encourage you all to take it with a grain of salt. But people are saying that Caitlyn may have hooked up with Zach Clark, like Tasha's ex-fiance Zach Clark. Zach Clark or Zach Shellcross? No, they messed up. They originally said Zach Shellcross and then they're they're like, oh wait, no, we mean the other Zach. There was like some mess up. Okay. And what it, what why does Dumois think this? Okay. So basically it says a source very close to all parties disclosed to Dumois stating Zach used to be with Taisha. Caitlin hosted the bachelorette with her. Taisha has never liked Caitlin. I know that for a fact. After Jason and Caitlin broke up, Zach DM'd Caitlin and said he hadn't been seeing her post lately because Taisha muted Caitlin from his account. So it's been a while. They ended up chatting back and forth and Caitlin wanted to do the right thing. So she told Taisha about the exchanges between her and Zach. Taisha lost it on Caitlin calling her a terrible human. And now all these little nuggets of info are coming out. Caitlin was 
was with Jason over the weekend, I believe at the wedding, and he straight up asked her if she and Zach were talking at the end of their relationship. Caitlin told him that she had actual proof that Zach messaged her two weeks after they moved out, broke up. So people are trying to start something that's nothing. That's the truth. There was no cheating and going on. So that's like the blurb. Mm-hmm. I believe this. I mean, I think for people to take this and assume that they were cheating, like it could just be they broke up and now she's popping up on his Instagram. I think the juiciest part of the story is that Taisha muted her. Would mute Caitlyn, yeah. On his account. That feels kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm willing to take this like at face value for what they're saying um, and not make anything more of it because I don't know. I feel like Demois is usually like pretty right. If what they're saying here is, like, what happened, then seems fine. <laughs> like, it doesn't sound like cheating to me, so... That's a, such a hot take. Demois is usually right. I feel like any Demois, it's like, well, wait to see if it actually happens because you don't actually know. Like, they don't vet anything. Well, no, they vet it internally, but they're not going to, like, expose their sources. I don't think they vet. They don't. How do you know that? Because it says it on their Instagram. It says none of these stories have been vetted. Yeah, but I don't think they, like, post things. I just think Jamal is usually pretty right. I mean, you're entitled to your opinion. Like, maybe some of the stuff that you've seen ended up becoming true. But I just just know that typically it could be very gossipy. No, totally. But I think, like, if we've learned anything from this podcast, I feel like when things are gossipy, usually something comes out as being... Somewhat true. Somewhat true. When Where there's smoke, there's fire. I feel like that's always the case. I don't think people are always just like literally pulling shit out of their asses and like submitting it to Demois. I think there's always like some level of some reason for them to have said that. So I think the some level could be that they did talk via DM. Sure. But that could be where it ends. So the fact that everyone's like running with this major, major story that there was some like affair going on betraying Tasha and Jason. And I just don't think that's the case. I think no, it could I mean, have just been. Even with what this is saying. The original one. There was an original story from Demois speculating if something went on. Okay. Got it. In last week's Demois letter, we discussed a tip that was submitted in the Q&A on Instagram regarding alleged cheating involving a certain Bachelor Nation couple. Based on the hint shared by our source, fans began to speculate that it was referring to Caitlin Bristow and Zach Clark. Mm -hmm. Demois messed up and originally thought they meant Zach Shalcross. But since then, they've received new information about the rumors, and it basically is just an innocent DM exchange. So I think that's where it's going to end, because it doesn't seem like there's much more that will even come out about this. Yeah, I guess my question, though, too, is, like, why did Taisha mute Caitlyn? Yeah, that's the real story. I think there must have at least been some sort of attraction or flirtiness, at least on Zach's part. Which, again, not a crime. Like, Caitlyn's a beautiful girl, obviously, they spent, like, a lot of time together when they were filming the show. Yeah. But I think Tasha probably sensed something, and that's why she would block. Ooh, no one yeah, blocks you... out of no reason. Totally. And Tasha was with Zach when she hosted The Bachelorette with Caitlyn. So there probably was a lot of, like, I don't know, FaceTiming Zach and Caitlyn's in the room. And she's like, I don't know, you know, you can feel that tension. Yeah, and I think it's very telling that, like, the second they break up, Zach's like, you know how I really got a message <laughs> yeah. about this? Caitlin Bristow. Like, right. you know what I mean? There was clearly, Tasha was keeping him apart from her. Right. So, I don't know. How do you find out if someone's even muted, though? I don't know. You would, I've never would you done have that, to, really. No, I mean, like, I've definitely muted people, but, like, how would you find out if I went on your phone and muted Reality Steve? Yeah. How would you ever know that? You would just think, oh, the algorithm's not showing me. Like, how? Yeah, I don't know. Unless you specifically seek out. It's so, like, if I was like, oh my God, it's so weird. I'm not seeing Reality Steve's posts. What's going on? And I go into my settings and then I would see <laughs> in your Reality Steve settings. is muted. Well, that's why, like, when people are like, oh, I found out this person blocked me. The only reason you found out is because you went to their page. And you looked, yeah. Yeah. That's how I found out I was blocked by Goss. Right, exactly. <laughs> to circle back. Yeah, but I guess why wouldn't Zach know that while he was still dating Tasha? Right. Like, did she mute Caitlyn without Zach knowing? That could be. That's kind of what I'm I'm gathering. And then they broke up and he was like, oh, I really wish I was seeing Caitlyn Bristow on my feed. What's like, going damn, on? This and then he looks at his settings and he sees muted and he's like, oh, my God, Tasha was doing this behind my back. Oh, yeah. my God. I guess we'll never know. Also, take the whole thing with a grain of salt. Who knows if Tasha actually did this? I mean, we're not, this isn't our story, but just yeah. interesting to speculate. Mm-hmm. 
More speculation coming, though. More potential couple news. What the heck is going on with Katie and Blake Moynes? This is so crazy to me because we know Katie has a cameo on Bachelor in Paradise this week. Mm -hmm. And, like, I really don't think all this stuff that they're doing, all these posts and stuff, have, like, anything to do with promoting the show. I don't think either of them really care to promote this episode of Bachelor in Paradise. I think this is real. Yeah, but why? I don't know. Maybe it's real. Like, maybe they saw each other. They saw each other again for the first time since breaking up. Yeah, but then she went on FY Island and then came on our podcast and said she didn't even want to talk about Bachelor that much anymore. And so I just don't get... But And then she wakes up, like, the next week and is like, you know what I'm going to do? Stir the pot. Things weren't messy enough when I did 12 Days of Messy. I did ask Katie if there's a potential for a Blake reconciliation, and this is what she said. Is there any chance that something could reconcile i mean of course like blake and i were engaged and as much as people want to speculate on how real or not real it was blake and i know our engagement was very much real there was Mm -hmm. a period of time where we were very in love and very happy and there was this i don't know unresolved emotions i think that surrounded both blake and i when we saw each other on the beach and we got to kind of figure out what that means for us Hmm. When she said that to us, I thought for sure she was like just giving a fluff answer because she's on yeah. FBoy Island and can't really tell. Now I'm looking back at that answer and I'm like, maybe she was telling the truth. Not only are they like they were spotted hanging out, there's like comments back and forth to each other on social media. Did you see that Katie posted on her story a journal entry from 2021 from finale day? So August 9th, 2021. I would like to read this. But like, why would she do Like, this is, right, this I is don't just know. screaming. Like, especially, okay, even if like you're correct and maybe there's something, you know, feelings are emerging, bubbling back up with her and Blake after they talked on Paradise and then they hung out, whatever. And she stumbled across this journal entry. What does she gain by posting it on her story versus like just sending it to Blake and being like, oh my God, stumbled upon this, like good times versus posting it on her story. It's like, you don't care if Blake sees it. You want us to see it because you want attention. I can't believe you think I like attention. Like that has nothing to do with the relationship. It's kind of like uh, good seeing you, KB. Like what is no, the 100%, point? No, 100%. Yeah. Unless she found the journal entry and she's like, oh, people that like The Bachelor follow me. This is an interesting thing to share. I do want to read it because it was a okay. story. Do a dramatic reading. Oh, well, no, we're, we're splitting this because I fucking suck. Okay, fine. Reading. Actually, I think you're a better reader. Yeah, I'll read it. I'll I'll do a dramatic monologue. Let me get into character real quick. Okay, Okay. I'm I'm Katie Thurston. August 9th, finale day. I woke up at 4.30 this morning and couldn't sleep. The excitement and anxiety leading into tonight was taking control over me. I looked over to see Blake sleeping like the bear that he is. LOL. Oh, wait, hold on. Just to be clear, this is finale day airing. When I was first reading this, I thought it meant like proposal day. This is like when Uh, the show, that's why Blake is sleeping next to her. I was like, wait, what? Right. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. So I looked over to see Blake sleeping like the bear that he is. The night before I panicked as I tried on dresses intended for the upcoming press. Today, I would be going on Good Morning America and Jimmy Kimmel. I wanted those dresses to be perfect. I wanted to feel confident and sexy. The entire season, I was ridiculed online for my style and sometimes rightfully so, or compared to the co-hosts Tasha and Caitlin. The opinions of strangers was getting to me. Blake came to my aid last night and did his best to find solutions for me while being my cheerleader. My original dress was a pink leather mini dress for GMA, which wasn't going to do. He helped me pick something more suitable for an outdoor daytime interview. He sent a few links of different black dresses that he liked that would be good for Kimmel. I originally had a bright orange knit dress picked out. I tried it on and it didn't fit correctly. I also felt like it was too plain for late night TV. I texted my producer to tell her I didn't like the dress. She replied back telling me how expensive it was as if it would change my mind. Tonight, viewers watched Blake propose to me. When this would normally be an exciting time to look forward to, many had already had their opinions on us ending up together. I felt like this was the final hazing process by fans. Apparently, this was common as three bachelorettes warned me to avoid social media for the next few days following the finale. Blake and I headed into a car together, the first ride we were allowed to take together and headed to our GMA interview. Slowly, we were being introduced to the public as a couple. We were asked all the questions you'd expect. Blake responded so well and my admiration for him 
grew as I watched him gush to a reporter about our engagement. 30 minutes later, we were headed back to the secret house. At this point, I still did not have a dress for Jimmy, which would be recording within hours. The stylist assistant was running all over LA for any black dresses she could find. I laid on the couch in Spanx and a sweatshirt, eating lunch with Blake and my producer. The stress of the upcoming events couldn't overshadow the excitement I had for closing this chapter forever, starting a new one. While I'm eternally grateful for the opportunity and found love, I certainly wasn't prepared for the scrutiny of Bachelor Nation. I was the aunt while they held the magnifying glass above me, trying to kill me with the sun. I have learned how to have thick skin, but we are all human and the words certainly can hurt from time to time. I was back in the chair for a heavier makeup look for Kimmel. Blake walked by and saw me and said, oh, you look smoky at his adorable attempt to compliment the smoky eye the makeup artist had created. This is a very like detailed, well put together little blurb. Yeah, but it feels more like scrutinizing like the fans and the way people were like mean about her outfits than it feels about like her relationship with Blake. Regardless, this was two years ago. What's the purpose of sharing it? There, there is a reason. I can't believe you think I like attention. I don't mean to be mean, but like what other reason would there be? I don't know. Uh, could this be a soft, hard launch of her and Blake? No, because I don't, I think it was more focused on the dress than Blake. There's a couple of nice moments of saying like he was really sweet to her, but I don't, it's not like, oh my God, I miss Blake so much. Blake, 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 Blake. I think to, to share any journal entry about a time that you were engaged to Blake, this just doesn't make sense. The consensus is either like, a lot of people seem to think that they are getting back together because this just seems weird to be doing this many things. Like they but saw each other. what would you and say about this 12 days of messy where it was, we are never, ever, ever. I said that to her when we talked about 12 Days of Messy. I was like, but you're never, ever, ever getting back together with him. Right. Why would you choose that song if you were getting back together? Right. Maybe there's like a little asterisk at the end of the song. Like, well, maybe. <laughs> well, if maybe we hang out in, in paradise, then like maybe I'll start liking him again. I think Blake is just so captivating that she saw him on paradise and was like, damn, break me off a piece of that. Which I could understand. I just wonder what the text was from Blake after this posted on stories. And he's like... I think he's like, girl, what? Could you imagine, though, if you, like, were not to back together with someone and you look, you're, like, scrolling Instagram stories and you see, like, a journal entry and it, like, details a day that you guys were together? If my ex-boyfriend posted a journal entry talking about, yeah, Jackie was sleeping in the bed next to me and this happened, this happened, I'd be like, dude, what? If you weren't getting back together. But I think they are getting back together because I think if Blake was just on Instagram and this popped up, he'd be like, girl, what? Yeah, but... Why share it to begin with? Send it to him. People need to learn about text messaging, honestly. <laughs> Everybody needs to learn. It's a thing you do, and it only goes to just the other person's phone. Privately. Oh, my God. Tell that to some of the group chats I'm in. Literally, True. there'll be 15 people in a group chat, and someone will be like, um, Julie, did you ever get the da-da-da-da? And I'm like, you, you know you could just text that person directly, right? Like, you don't have to alert. Now my phone is going off for something that literally has to do right, with one person. Right. Yeah, that's so, so annoying. Maybe she forgot his number and really wanted him to see it. So she had to post it on her story. Right. I mean, watch this space, as Jackie likes to say. Um, mm. I think they are, you know what? He's still on Paradise. She's still on F-Boy Island. And I think this is their way to leave little breadcrumbs that they are together. And they can't come out and say it yet. I think that's what really? it is. I think, you know when you're very excited about someone, but, like, you don't want to, like, tell anyone yet? Yeah. This is her way of being like, hey, like, there is something good happening. I can't tell you guys mm. yet because of this fucking contract, but there is something good coming. Interesting. All right, I guess because we'll she, watch she's... the space, people. I don't know. I'm a hater, but we'll see. I, yeah, I would are. love to be proven wrong. I would love to be proven not a hater. I am not a hater, just to be clear. Yes. Um, <laughs> Bully me on Instagram. I, I think that, yeah, something good is coming. We'll have to wait and see. I did like hearing that Blake helped her out with outfits because in Bachelor in Paradise last week, we'll get into it, but Jess is mm -hmm. like, you always compliment my outfits. And I'm like, oh, Blake, you little fashionista. I know. I think that's such a good quality in a man. Who knew? Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, well, moving on. So Carly Waddell went on Trading Secrets, and I want to play a clip because... We asked Evan how much he made for his wedding, and he was very coy, did not want to share. Mm -hmm. But Carly answered on Trading Secrets. So we finally have the answer. I want to close the loop here. This Great. is what Carly said. 
is got paid to go to our wedding, and our wedding was paid for. That's pretty good. I didn't get to keep my dress, which was kind of sad. Did you negotiate it? No. Did you negotiate your payment? No. Interesting. Can I take a guess at how much I paid you? Sure. Either you can tell me the amount, or you can tell me I'm hot, warm, or cold. I'm going to say you guys got a talent fee of 10000 each. More. I was going to say fifteen each. We got twenty-five each. $25,000 each plus the wedding pay- paid for. The right. wedding paid for, like uh, my wedding, weddings could be like $30,000 to $50,000. So that right. itself is like huge. And I'm sure like a ABC wedding is probably like a hundred grand. Way more, yeah. And then on top of that, to each get twenty five grand. What I think is so weird is she couldn't keep the dress. Like, yeah, I guess why? Was it like a loner? Like yeah. literally... Yeah, but at the same time, like, do you ever look at your wedding dress and be like, wow, let me put this on. Like, you're never going to wear it again. Wait, I have such an embarrassing confession. I never even got it cleaned after. I think that's fine. Well, no, like you're supposed to. I, it's just like when you're married, you you got married. Then you're like getting the photos back. You're getting yeah. the videos back. You're going on your honeymoon. You're putting all like shit away, adjusting to real life. Like I didn't want to go to the, I don't know, is it the laundromat that does it? But like a person. No, the dry pers- cleaners. You can oh, just yeah, yeah, throw yeah. your wedding dress into like the <laughs> no, washing I machine. No, I know. Like the preservation thing. Like they're supposed to do something oh, to I clean it. I never did. But it's in the laundry garment, like the, mm-hmm. the nice garment bag that I got yeah. from the store when I bought the dress. It's in there. I don't know what it looks like. I haven't, like, taken it. I certainly haven't tried it on. Lord knows that won't fit. But, like, I, But yeah. it's, like, what are you going to do with it now? At this point, it's, like, maybe, like, donate it or, like, sell it. Like, I don't think I would need it still. I want it. That's why I'm surprised she doesn't, like, that. I think that sucks. Well, it doesn't actually matter. It's her ex-husband now. It doesn't. Who cares? True. But, like... I think it's weird of ABC not to just, like, pay for the dress so she can keep it. Like, obviously, it was probably a designer loaner, mm-hmm. but ABC, come on. Right. Like, you can, like, loosen the purse strings just a little bit more. Or, like, she could have had, like, a less expensive dress, maybe one that she could actually keep versus, you know, yeah. some fancy designer or something. Well, now that things have settled down for you, you can take the dress to the dry cleaners and get that checked off oh well then i guess like asking other brides like can i still do that eight years after i guess so i mean it's not like it's gone anywhere else yeah that's true all right yeah and then it's done and but then it's like but then what are you going to do with it it just sits there in your closet forever yes okay i love it it's gorgeous also it's um it was uh discontinued so that makes it even more valuable like you can't get it and it's definitely still a dress like a bride would want to wear today Mm -hmm. it's not like outdated or anything so i'm gonna hold on to that baby okay well moving on we're gonna get into bachelor in paradise but we need to talk about cat first She um, went on social media asking for peace. Basically, people are bullying her on social media. She wrote, I empathize with the fact that there may be things this season thus far that are triggering for many people. However, I am simply asking for some peace as the past five weeks have been overwhelming and mentally compromising due to the negativity. Every hour, every platform, there's something new. We are only human. I kind of get it. Guys, calm down. (laughs) It's not that deep. And... This may be a hot take because I feel like every other person that I talk to about Bachelor in Paradise disagrees, but, like, I kind of feel bad for Kat. (laughs) I feel like literally everyone hates her, but I'm kind of like, guys, what did she do really? What's really difficult about sharing a podcast with someone is that if your co-host has a really hot take, you'll get in trouble for it, too. I mean, she definitely is exhibiting undesirable behavior. Sure. I don't... don't we all sometimes? Sure. I don't um, support, like, going after someone and bullying them. I actually was watching something from Bachelor Fan Take on YouTube, and he put it perfectly. He's like, look, if you don't like Kat, because he addressed, like, this Mm -hmm. post that she posted. He's like, if you don't like Kat, the best thing you could do... Ignore her. Don't follow her. Don't comment on her stuff because that's only going to help her engagement. Literally just move on with your life and don't think about that person. That in the long run will actually do what you probably want to do versus your hate message that is just going to be hurting that person. Yeah, I agree. So I don't know. Like, can we start adapting? Like, if you don't like someone, just remove them from your life and like go about your life cuz guess what you don't actually know this girl in person you're never going to see her most likely so right if you watch a tv show and don't like someone's behavior and you think you know what i really need to do dm them on instagram like reevaluate your own life well i honestly. mean 
I've been honestly disgusted with the way people are talking about Teresa from Golden Bachelor. Yeah. I have several videos and posts up about Golden Bachelor in general, so it's become like a fucking message board for anyone to share any thought they have. Mm -hmm. So I'm seeing it a lot. And like, this is like a grown woman who has access to the internet and you're all talking about like her looks, how she's not good enough for Gary, her this, her that. And I'm like, it's just so weird to me. You cannot like Teresa. You cannot like Kat. And that could be it. Like, we're all right. adults. It's so weird. I know. It's, it's really weird. It's sick, actually. I mean, we'll get into it when we're in the recap room. We're not in the right room for this we're discussion. We're not in the right room. But I'm just like, what did she do? Like John Henry? When Olivia liked John Henry? Her and Olivia were not friends. So I do agree that she doesn't, like, need to tiptoe around her. Funny that you say that. She went on Bachelor Happy Hour, something that I'm actually surprised that she did because, you know, after seeing herself on TV, she's like, I don't want to mm-hmm. fucking go on your podcast. But I don't know. They somehow convinced her. And she admitted that she was very, very nervous to, like, share her side of the story. And they ask about the love triangle. So good that yeah. you're bringing that up. Okay. And this is what she said. Did you have any concerns about getting to know him with yeah. Olivia on the beach and like potential conflict yeah, there. Yeah, I saw she handled the Kylie situation. So I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I, I've had enough fair chair drama. But in general, I never wanted to disrespect her. I never would want to be like in front of somebody that she has feelings for and I would never be doing that in a purposeful way. But we, it's kind of hard in periods because we're all around each other. But I know I would, there was multiple times where I'm like, I don't want to be doing this because I know that she still likes him and I would never want to like disrespect somebody. See, that part I don't believe because she made it clear that she didn't care that Olivia was with him. So I don't believe that she's like, I would never want to like disrespect her or like step on her toes because she was- Nowhere is she saying she's friends with her. No, she actually says in this interview that she's not friends with her, but still, but don't say I would never want to disrespect her. You willingly went after him. So that part doesn't add up. Yeah, but if she likes him, what else is she supposed to do? Not pursue him because some other girl was interested? I don't think people are mad at her for pursuing John Henry. I think they're mad at her for, like, the way she says things and her delivery and her behavior on the beach is very, like, every time I've posted, not defending her, but, like, showing the edit, I've posted a lot this Mm -hmm. season about showing, oh, they made her do look like this, but it actually was this. Every single comment is, but are they making her say what she says? And it's stuff she's saying. It's not like Frankenbiting. Yeah. Like she, yeah. her con- I think, honestly, people are not liking her this season because of her confessionals. Totally. Which I understand. I'm not saying she's perfect, but I'm just like, does that warrant so much hate that some girl could be in a confessional room getting riled up by the producer being like, yeah, you're so right. Say more, Kat. Go, go. Like, I don't know. Right. She got carried away. Courtney Robertson was known as one of, like, the craziest villains ever, and she's the sweetest human ever. Mm-hmm. But she said that I would, like, take shots in the confessional room. Producers would be like, yeah, fuck that girl. And, like, she would feel like she was just, like, she said, she's like, I felt like I was performing for the producer. Like, the producer would, like, react and yeah. laugh. And you know if you're telling a story to your friends and they're like, oh, my God, and they're really, like, making you feel like you're giving a good performance, you want to, like, of ham it up more and give more. I could see them wanting that from Kat. There's actually yes. a lot of parallels to Kat and, and Courtney, but we'll let Kat finish this little blurb. But I was uh, just a little worried on how that was going to be accepted just based on like what I've seen thus far, if that makes sense. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what, how, did it, how did it feel when Olivia then, after you're talking to John Henry, and we don't know like the way it, it comes across to us, you're talking to John Henry, and then she comes finally comes over that night, pulls him and like makes out with yeah. him. What looks like to be in front of you or oh, next yeah, to you? Oh yeah, that was so fun. That was that was great. <laughs> I love it. Um, just because I'm not doing it does not mean that she's not doing it. Like I'm sure it was territorial and disrespectful and blah blah, you know, all that stuff. But that wasn't going to deter me from I. I could tell in that moment that that's not John Henry. Like that was Olivia. So it's, if that's how you, if that's how you display, you know, how you carry yourself in these moments, that's fair. Not sure. It's not the bachelor. So it's not like I'm going to go and be like, can I interrupt you for a second? Like, no, he's a grown man. If he wants to be there, he'll be there. If he doesn't, he won't, you know, like he's, it's not just like he can make his own decisions for himself too. And how, if roles were flipped and you were talking to John Henry first and then Olivia came around, how do you think you would have handled that? 
I mean, he was hanging out with me. So like if I was in her position and I saw him talking to another girl after we've formed a connection, that's not the, like for, for me, I would never say that's the woman's fault. Like I would be like, okay, like you clearly like her. My ego's hurt. I gotta go. Like <laughs> that would be mm. that's but that's how I handle it. To that point, I actually agree. We'll get into like the mm-hmm. full recap, but I had such an issue with John Henry, to be honest. Like it pissed me off that John Henry wasn't being direct enough with yeah. Olivia. Like he's just like, I don't know. I kind of totally. see a new side of Kat. I want to explore her, but then he'll make out with Olivia and make her feel like she needs to hold on. And I just thought the whole time, Olivia, don't hold on for a man that's not all in on you. So in that sense, I agree with Kat. Like, if he's hanging out with both of you, maybe you both should leave him. Because, right. like, if he doesn't know who he wants, then... No, I agree. And I always think, like, if someone's able to be taken from you, then, like, mm. they're not really yours to begin with, slash, like, then you shouldn't want it. So it's like, don't blame Kat for the fact that, like, John Henry also liked her. If... If John Henry really was that all in on you, Olivia, no one would have been able to take him from you. Mm -hmm. He clearly wasn't that invested. Before we get into the recap room, I need to tell you how comfortable I am wearing my Honey Love crossover bra. Guys, it gives you the lift and the support of a regular underwire bra, but with the comfort of like a very soft, comfortable wireless bra. If you guys wanna check out Honey Love, and I strongly recommend you do, you're going to go to honeylove.com slash she's all batch two zero and you're going to shop their November sale. Honeylove is giving up to 50% off site wide this November and you want to act quick because the sale is not going to last forever. Jackie, you love Honeylove. I do love Honeylove. I have two of their bodysuits that have become like staples in my wardrobe. So yeah, guys, they don't just have bras. They have shapewear. They have bodysuits. They also have leggings and other like loungewear. So treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. And like Stephanie said, save up to 50% off site wide at honeylove.com slash she's all batch 20 and that's for this month only and inventory is limited and the sale will end soon so don't miss one of their best deals of the year makes great gifts for your girlfriends or anything like that so oh, yeah um also too guys after you purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them so please support she's all batch and let them know that we were the ones that told you about them so it is time to ditch the underwire for good thanks to honey love are you in the room i am yes okay Hit the music. Okay, I actually really liked this episode. Jackie and I are filming a behind-the-scenes video for Patreon, and Mm -hmm. I say in the video, this is trippy. Hold on, I'm going to record it for you guys. So I actually say in the Patreon video that I actually watched this episode twice because the first time I fell asleep because I was a little tipsy. So... Uh. I had to watch it twice. I was able to really, like, take it in. And this episode, I think, was worth watching twice. Like, I thought there was a lot. There was so much. Maybe that's my problem. I only watched it once. I need to watch it again. And then maybe I would have a different feeling about it. Right. Well, so what did you like so much about it? What didn't I like? Like, Well, first of all... I mean, Olivia always and forever. I am going to make a campaign. I really think she should be Bachelorette. I think if they don't do this, like, don't you think, like, we've never had someone like her giving us hilarious commentary. She doesn't fuck around. Like, Mm -hmm. she is, like, so relatable. But I, I just, I feel like Olivia is a breath of fresh air. So, I mean, I think mostly I'm really liking the Olivia versus Kat stuff going on. And that was the most entertaining storyline of the whole episode. And it was kind of weaved into the entire, is it, it's two hours, right? The entire two hours. It kind of gave me Ashley I, Kayla, which Mm. was such a good feud that like took up a lot of time. And it's giving similar vibes for me. Right, 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 right. Got it. Well, what didn't you like, Jackie? Um... Well, I didn't like that the whole thing with Charity coming down and sharing her like her tea about Aaron B, that was the beginning of the episode. And I just didn't think it was a big deal. What was the conclusion? He had a girlfriend at one point and she messaged Charity. Like, what does that have to do with his feelings for Eliza? It doesn't. It doesn't have anything to do with it. So, yeah. So, Charity comes down. We find out that Aaron's ex left Charity and her family a bunch of messages. And what she was trying to get across is that they were dating before he left for the show. Essentially pulled a Jed is what this girl is trying to Mm -hmm. allude to. Yeah. Basically that the ex was never, like, officially broken up with and he just went on the show. Mm -hmm. So, she was, like, aggressively trying to get in touch with Charity just in case she chose him. 
and right. the family. But Aaron admits she never tried to get in touch with him, which is weird. If you were feeling played by a guy, wouldn't you right. be like blowing his phone up too? Right, and being like, hello, are we still dating? Also, too, this was in the beginning of charity season, so it's like, it has nothing to do, though, with his relationship with Eliza. Even if he was being a Jed, he's clearly not anymore. Yeah. I thought it was funny that, like, this was, like, a big thing for a very short period of time on the episode, and then all he basically said was, like, nah, that's not true. And we all are just over it. We all moved on. Like, he basically said it was a toxic relationship. He denies all accusations and said he actually did break up with the girl way before the show. So Mm -hmm. everything she said is false. Her blowing up Charity's phone and blowing up the family's phone doesn't actually mean anything. I mean, I definitely think there's a gray area here. I'm not sure, like, the full story of what I believe. But on the show, at least, it seems like everyone's moved on. Yeah, but that's just, like, I think why I'm frustrated. Because it's just classic Bachelor in Paradise. Like, let's build something up to be, like, the biggest deal. And then it's revealed what it is. And everyone's like, okay, thanks. Now to the next thing. And it's just like, can we either find things that are actually really dramatic and significant and build those up and be like, whoa, that was crazy. Or just like, don't do that. Like, stop tricking me. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I thought Charity... I just feel played all the time by this silly little show. You know? I know. Yes. But I did love how Charity handled herself in that situation. Like, Charity is so charity. Like, she is such a (laughs) freaking, like poised, polished, put together, smart woman. And when she's sitting with Aaron, she's like, yeah, that didn't sound like you. Like, I strongly encourage you to communicate with Eliza and let her know how you feel. And I'm like, dude, this is why you are who you are. Because you were just like, so, I want to be you when I grow up. You're so on top of your game. I miss her. I'm like, I want her to, to like, host a different show or something so that she could be around more. Her and Dotton, like, they're just, like, living the dream. Like, I feel like I I never see them. I follow both of them. Is it, did someone, um, mute them on my phone? (gasps) Taysha! Oh, my God. (laughs) You need to check. Taysha strikes again. No, I just feel like we haven't heard anything from them. But I almost think that's, like, kind of a good sign. I think they're Mm -hmm. just, like, happily engaged and they're, like, not worried about like being in the spotlight or the drama anymore and they're just like living their best life i love that for them yeah but i think charity should host like a a show yeah well no charity should be have like a advice podcast because i want her to tell me how to live my life like she just seems to always have the answers which is funny because she like seemingly doesn't really like nick remember when she like spoke out and said like he was like bashing her oh yes 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 and like he's an advice podcaster i feel like she could do (gasps) a good job competition she could like the charity Crush files. the game. And it's literally charity just like, like same set as Nick Viles' podcast, but it's just like better. Or like Charity's, Charity, let's see. Charity's Charity. And it's her doing charity by like giving us advice because we're the charity cases. Charity's Charity. It has Charity lines. case. Oh my God, Charity case. That's such a good Ooh. podcast name because it, there's like yeah. multi-levels here. Oh, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Okay. We're going to have to message Charity and pitch this and also get Perfect. 5%. Between that and our Askin podcast that we should start, <laughs> I really think we're becoming a podcast network. Well, why don't you tell them what... Don't, okay, guys, let us know if we should do this. Getting Askin... And I, first off, I will say, my friend Tori came up with this idea, not me, but I think it's brilliant. And Tori doesn't have a podcast to facilitate this right. beautiful idea. So I'm going to steal We got you, it. Tori. So it's an Askin podcast, all four of them, but it's like an advice podcast and it's you're asking, we're telling. And people call in and then they just are like, hey, I need some advice, blah, 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 blah. But all four of them as talent. Okay. I love this idea. I would listen to this podcast. When you said that She's All Batch would produce it, my initial thought was, holy shit, four hosts. We're not going to make any money. <laughs> if you're going to split it six no, ways. Oh my God, so true. And like, well, we wouldn't get the same cut that they get. They should probably get more than than us, right. right? So like we'd get like a tiny little portion of like an already tiny amount. Something to think Unless about. Unless the podcast is the next big thing and it blows up. It's right. bigger than She's All Batch. Or we just have Susan and Kathy. Or maybe Susan and April. So my favorite and your favorite. But what about the tagline, you're asking, we're telling? Right. I mean, that would be the only reason to have the other two. All I mean, they're four. both. Right. I do feel like I want Susan. I want Susan and Charity to give me advice. Ooh. Susan for like the funny fun and Charity for like, really, no, tell me what I need to do to have a better life. Okay, together. we have like a lot of ideas cooking in this pot. Sound off in the comments Our below. Hex Sound off in the pot. Com- <laughs> exactly. My hex clad pot is bubbling over with ideas <laughs> for podcasts. Um, sound off in the comments below if you want this. Slash DM Askin and be like, 
come to a podcast with She's All That. Slash, start a GoFundMe so we could actually pay them to do this because we are going to so make no true. money on this. Yeah. So, anyway, back change. to Change.org. We need some change. Oh, okay. yeah. We need to make the change in the world. Um, okay. So, moving on, we see Kat and Mercedes chowing down on, like, McDonald's, question mark. That's literally mm-hmm. what my notes say. I mean, those lo- that looked like actual McDonald's. Like, I was it looking at the did. French fries. Yeah. Like, you could just remake those. Well, I'm assuming it was just similar. Like, I think just the chef was, like, making chicken nuggets and fries, and it just gave resemblance mm-hmm. to the iconic McDonald's chicken nuggets. Right. Well, they're talking I don't think about- McDonald's delivered to the beach. I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. They're talking about how Kat's going to go after John Henry. And regarding Olivia making out with him, Mercedes says, I don't think that stuff really means a lot in here until it does. Go for it. I think she's not wrong. I know. We kind of, like, jump based on, like, who the issue is about on this speech. It's like, is it wrong to kind of, like, go after someone else? Or is it not? But when was it ever When Kat did it to Brayden. When Kat left Brayden and went on a date with Tanner, everyone thought she was the devil. Did I? I'm like, roll the tapes back. What was my opinion on this? No, I think honestly, honestly, I don't even remember, but I don't think, I think we defended Kat and we're like, that's the point of being on the speech. At that point, we were like, dude, like literally that's the whole point of this show. If everyone just coupled up, think about this. You get on the beach, everyone day one couples up and you just watch seven couples. That's right. boring That's as shit. The There's a reason why they bring down people every week to kind of ruffle yeah. feathers and shake up relationships because I don't want to watch seven couples make out on the beach with no time. Yeah. And I think the biggest issue with the Cat and Brayden thing was that in the edit, they were leading us to believe that Cat did not have a conversation with Brayden. And in this situation, the person who actually should be having the conversation is John Henry. Yeah, so that it's like, is, honestly, it is true. Like he's I the feel one like... who's in a relationship with Olivia and looking to explore other things. He should be more upfront with her. Honestly, it's all it's all John Henry's fault. I can see Olivia. Like, Olivia was mad at Kylie when um, Will went for Kylie, and Olivia's mad at Kat when John Henry goes for Kat. But, like, Olivia, know your worth. If these guys are going, to, like right. we said earlier, if a guy can be taken, he wasn't yours. So you right. will find a guy when you are the bachelorette, you will find a guy that will choose you and only want you. But like, I, it made me upset to watch her because I think so highly of her that it made me upset for her to keep wanting to go after John Henry because she had so much like hope yeah. for him when like he really wasn't, he was like one foot in, one foot out. And I'm like, girl, totally. you deserve so much better. So that's why I think like, it's honestly fine what Kat did. <laughs> right. Her delivery of things. Not great. Yeah, it's, no, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, okay. I would even go as far as to say bad, some yeah. might say. Can um, we talk about Jess and Blake? Yes, we can. What do you think about <laughs> it? I feel like I might have a hot take. You always have hot takes. What are they? So they're, like, sitting there, and they've kind of, like, reconnected. Jess says, like, oh, like, I miss you complimenting my outfits and all that stuff. And while we did say, like, yes, I love a king who can, like, acknowledge a great outfit. And I think that's, like, a great thing to look for in a man. It just kind of seemed like she was just kind of liking the attention Blake was giving her. She doesn't actually like Blake. 1,000%. Also, what happened to her makeout with Tyler? Are we just not going to ever address that again? We're okay. not going to address it. Um, Yeah. And we're also not going to address Blake making out with Genevieve. And she just right. goes home. And we just... And he seemed to really, really like her on that date. But, I like, know. it doesn't matter anymore. More. Blake and Jess are back together. I thought the exact same thing. When she was like naming reasons she liked him, I like the way you look at me. I like the way you touch right. me. I like how you compliment me. I like to dress up because I want to see what type of compliment you're going to give me. I'm like, all those things are about you, Her. not him. Yeah, nothing about his personality or anything like actually about him. Like his Poor sparkling Blake. blue eyes or his rock hard abs. Right. Like, I can make a list right now. I've never even (laughs) met him in person. And maybe she realized, like, Tyler actually didn't, like, after the makeout, he went back to Mercedes. So, like, clearly he didn't like her that much. So she was like, fuck, guess I got to get back together with Blake because he's the only other guy here. Yeah, I need to know what happened there. Also, something else that I caught, Eliza said at one point, Olivia and John Henry went on a date. We never saw that, did we? Why are they not showing us things? Why are they not showing us things, but then allowing people to talk about it so therefore we know they're not showing us things? Right, like just cut out that sentence. It w- wasn't necessary to what Eliza was really saying. But yeah, I caught that. I'm like, when did they go on a date? Why wouldn't you show us? Maybe I would feel differently about this cat. True. Olivia situation if I actually saw the date with Olivia and John Henry and like saw them have such a strong connection. But I think that's part of the problem is I haven't even really seen John Henry be that into Olivia. Yeah. But if they literally went on a date and we literally didn't see it, 
What, when did a lot? I don't remember her saying it. It was like towards the beginning of the episode when she was talking. I think it was just like random. It was just like a random ITM, and Eliza's kind of like doing some exposition and talking about like the Cat Olivia situation. And then she literally says they went on a date. Hmm. I'll find so a weird. clip at some point. Yeah, it's so weird. That could definitely paint a different picture. If this totally. was more of an established couple and Cat is just going for him, trying to steal him, yes, then like. That's definitely wrong. If the, if everyone's kind of open, feeling each other out, then, like, we can't really blame people for dating around. Yeah. Uh, another thing that happened this episode, Tanner and Rachel make out. Um, mm-hmm. I will say, and I said this when I was recording the behind-the-scenes Patreon video, too, this was the hottest Rachel has ever looked Ever. Like, she had her hair back. She's so tan, and her hair is so light. And she had, like, those, like, little, what are they called? Like, strands hanging in front of her face. Oh, yeah. She looked so stunning. And I feel like we're really seeing a different side of Rachel. Like, I feel like people gave her a lot of shit when she was the Bachelorette. And yeah. I feel like we're seeing, like, such a nicer side of her. Like, she's, mm-hmm. her personality's coming out. We're seeing her be more herself. Yeah. I just think it's really cool to watch. Totally. But we, we know her thing with Tanner is short-lived because in the trailer for next week, Jordan V comes oh, down. that's right. Which I am excited to see them reconnect. Brayden really dropped the ball on mm. Rachel. I just, like, don't understand how he could have had such a good date with her and then, like, immediately was just like, no, Becca. And then Becca fucking disappears. Well. What's up with that? Okay. So this girl, Becca, she's from Zach season. Oh, we talked about her last week, I think. Right? Yeah. She was from mm-hmm. Zach season, but she went home night one and, like, didn't even get, like, we didn't even know who she was. Yeah. So she's, like, kind of with Brayden, and then she abruptly leaves. Like, she doesn't even tell anyone. She just leaves. Danny, our thoughts in the Facebook group, had a really good theory that I agree with. She said, what if producers essentially made Becca leave? Because then when Brayden gave the rose to Olivia, that's what we all wanted. We all wanted Olivia to stay. We didn't want, like, Kat to get John Henry and then, like, Olivia goes home. Obviously, keeping the tension on the beach is what we want to see. But there was no one left to give Olivia a rose. So they're like, all right, who's expendable out of these people? Obviously, the girl we barely have gotten to know. So do you think they convinced her to leave? Maybe. Why did you, like, it is a good theory that, like, why didn't she at least go up to Brayden and be like, hey, like, I'm not really feeling it. I think this right. this isn't for me. The fact that she, like, abruptly left makes me feel like something could have happened there. I agree. I think there's definitely something we're not seeing. Definitely some shadiness by production that, like, that's why it has to be as choppy as it is because otherwise it would make no sense. Right. I don't know. I, could, I, should, I like that theory, actually. No, me they too. were like, no, we need to keep Olivia for drama purposes. So someone has to get give rid her of, a rose. So that Bra- Brayden has to give her a rose. But at the same time, why wouldn't they just, like do some stupid shit like they did with Natasha. And they're like, we're just going to make up another rose. Here you go. Well, I started to reminisce when I was like reading this theory. I was like, oh my God, remember when, so Ashley, I, it's the same thing. Jared picks Kayla and then, Mm -hmm. wow, there really are so many parallels. Jared picks Kayla and then Ashley, I, there's nothing left for her. She finally goes home and she gets to the car and she's like, no, 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 stop, turn around. And she gets out and she says in front of everyone, like, guys, I wasn't really open. Can I have another chance? And then everyone on the beach is like, yes, Ashley, you could stay. And they just let her stay. They can just make up rules when they feel like making up rules. But do we care enough for Becca to stay? Not pulling the night one card here. I'm just saying, in total, we haven't even got to know her story on the beach. And we didn't get to know her story on Zach's season. So I think in comparison, right? I don't think fans are that bummed that Becca is no, no longer here. Versus with Ashley, like, we wanted her to stay. We knew a lot about her story. And she would cause drama for the people on the mm. show. Right, right, right. But at the same time, like, Becca was connecting with Brayden. Like, if they ended up being a really strong couple, then we would have cared a lot more about right, seeing. that's true. So it's like, why would you get rid of, like, an established couple? Because Brayden seems to be established with, like, anyone he talks to. That's true. Like, the fact that he's, like, when his date with Becca last week, he's like, oh, like, I haven't felt a connection like this. I'm like, you were just in Rachel's ass crack. The day before yeah. and loving life. So true. Oh, wait, I will say, go back to the Tanner and Rachel thing real quick. Did mm-hmm. you notice that when he made out with her, he doesn't use tongue? Like, I was watching. I'm like, you don't. Cat's no, right. I notice that. You, you, guys, That's everyone go, go back. He doesn't use tongue. Maybe it's but a I thing. Maybe you always need to use tongue in a makeout. No, but when Cat pointed it out and now it seems to be an ongoing thing, I'm like, what's going on here? Mm. Perhaps you just don't want to be too intimate on camera. I can see how that could be uncomfortable. Yeah. Also, I think like 
tongue can be something you work up to in makeouts. Like the first sure. makeout ever. I don't know if it needs to be tongue. Also, um, Sam pooped, if anyone's keeping track. Yay. Really all I have to say about that. And then we get to the main meat and potatoes of the episode when Olivia comes face to face with Kat. Like they're kind of having confessionals about each other the whole episode, waiting for them to finally come head to head. So they meet down on the beach. And mm-hmm. what do you think about this moment? Were you with your popcorn, like, waiting for the showdown? This was fine. I actually think, like, once again, Olivia was, like, kind of rude to Kat. Oh, shit, Jackie. You're on, like, the wrong side of history. I feel like everyone is, like, Kat was the rude one and Kat deserved it. I am a bystander just simply watching my television Mm. screen. I just don't think Kat is the person who deserves Olivia's anger, honestly. I really think she should be more angry at John Henry. And I just don't like that this is like women against women when like the real person who was in a committed relationship and should have been more communicative is John Henry, who's just like sitting in the corner drinking a margarita and no one is pointing fingers at him. Why? That's so true. Literally Literally why? It is true. And like I said earlier, John Henry should have been more clear with Olivia about like, hey, I don't see it with us. I'm going to go pursue Kat. The way he spoke to her was so wishy-washy and back and forth. Like, I don't know. I'm feeling it out. Like, just cut it off. And then Squirrel will then be able to, like, move on. But you didn't. I feel like he, yeah. Wow. And maybe he really is, like, wishy-washy with both of them. But then he's playing both of them. In which case, like, Basically, Kat villainous. says she didn't owe her anything. Like, they weren't friends, so she didn't owe her an explanation. I think that's true, honestly. Yeah. Like... I don't know. All right. Tell me, pitch me on the other side. Why do you think Kat was more in the wrong here? Because it seems like Kat has had a reputation on the beach of homie hopping. And it seemed to a lot of people that John Henry was like an open person that she can go for. And it wasn't that she actually liked him. And in the process, doesn't really care that she took him away from Olivia, who genuinely liked him. And that if like... Kat was still with Tanner, she wouldn't give a shit about John Henry. That's yeah. what people are observing. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Olivia says to her, like, you're not a girl's girl. Like, if you saw that, like, even if you weren't friends with her, but if you saw someone was genuinely into someone, how do you so carelessly go after them and not give a shit? Because I think she actually does like John Henry. Y- yeah. I you mean, think she's just saying he's a rose and so she doesn't care about, like, home wrecking that situation? I think at this point in time... She just thinks he's very good looking. Like, I don't... But shouldn't that be enough? I guess. Like, yeah. She's like, oh, this cute boy. Why am I so team cat? I don't know what. What has come over me? I'm just, like, really feeling like being a contrarian today. Well, then we get to, like, the move of the century. Olivia says, talk to the hand, and puts her hand in front of Kat. Yeah, rude. (laughs) I didn't like that. That part was a little, like, and Kat even, like, stepped back a little, like, Yeah, I just don't like when people get in people's face. And, like, I don't think there's ever any reason to kind of touch or put hands in people's face. She didn't say talk to the hand, which I think was a missed opportunity. I really... Sure. Like, Olivia, you would have sealed the deal on that bachelorette thing if you said talk to the hand. (laughs) But instead, she said, move with genuine intention. I mean, I can assume what that means, like, be genuine, but, like, the phrase itself. Has anyone ever used that phrase before? No, I guess not. But, I, yeah, I think what she means is just, like, that her intention for pursuing John Henry is is just to get a rose, and it's not because she actually likes John Henry. But I don't think we know that at this point. Right, and Olivia seems to be filling the role of the person on the regular Bachelor season that would go to the lead and say, you think you know this girl, but she's showing a different side of us in the house. You're going to get your heart broken. Because it seems like Olivia, she wants the guy. But if she's not Mm going to have the guy, she doesn't want the guy's heart to be broken. And I think she also thinks that Kat's kind of just like using him at this point. So we'll see. I think only time will tell, though, if she is or not. Truth and time. It does tell all. So true. Rose ceremony. Becca leaves. Davia and Genevieve go home. John Henry mm-hmm. gives the rose to Kat. And Brayden saves Olivia. When he gave the little speech to Olivia, I thought he was going to go home. Like, we've seen in previous seasons where they give the rose and it's like a friendship rose. And it's like, my time is clearly done. There's no one left on the beach here. But instead, Brayden's like, no, fuck it. I'm going to stay. Even though there's no one currently there for Brayden. Everyone, like, who could he even yeah, date? Yeah, but someone's going to come down. I know. It's just funny. And I'm happy for Brayden to stay. He's been really good TV this season. Just funny. In the past, we've seen people be like, I'm saving you, and now I'm going to go. Yeah. No, I I get that. And then Michael from Charity Season shows up, and once again, I'm like, who? Mm -hmm. Never seen this man before in my life. Same. But Olivia's into him. Yeah, no, love that for Olivia. But like... God, why is everyone a random? Literally everyone. No, it is. Sorry. It is kind of crazy. But wait, 
even more parallels. This is fucking crazy. On the season with the love triangle with Jared, Ashley, and Kayla, Wells then comes down. And everyone's mm. like, please, Wells, ask Ashley. Paradise gods, ask Ashley on a date, blah, blah, blah. And everyone wants Wells to ask Ashley. It's the same thing here. Like, mm. Olivia gets up and talks to Michael, and you hear Kat go, I'd be into that. Or like, I love that for her. Or something like, no shit, you'd love that for her because you want her to stop pursuing John Henry. Yeah. But it yeah. seems like everyone's like, please, like... Let's end this madness. Olivia, just go on a date with Michael. Ashley, just go on a date with Wells. And that, like, I'm interested to see what happens here. I don't... What do you think's going to even happen? Like, nothing. I think they'll go on a date. It'll be fine. I don't see them as being, like, a really strong long-term couple. But they might last a couple rounds. How many more rounds are there, though? Like, it seems like this has been a pretty lengthy... Like, Golden Bachelor's ending. Yeah. And I think there's one more week of Bachelor in Paradise after. So it's kind of coming to an end. Yeah. I kind of love that Olivia's like, I was upset over John Henry. John Henry, who? Like, that type of commentary is what I think we need in a full season. But I don't trust that producers will do the right thing, so I'm not going to get my hopes up. They never will. No. Yeah. All right. Well, is do you feel like we fully... Recapped? Yeah. Do you feel fully yeah. capped? Okay. I feel so capped. All right. I feel like people say they're capped in other situations, but I'm like, for what? I'm capped. Like, maxed out. Yeah, we're maxed I'm out. Capped. I have nothing else to cap. Great. Jackie, I am obsessed mm-hmm. with Hexclad pans, pots and pans. Yeah. We know that Hexclad has revolutionary cookware, but I didn't know how great it actually was until I started actively being in the kitchen. So I'm starting to cook a lot more and I'm using my Hexclad pots and pans. So you have the ease of nonstick cookware, the durability of cast iron, and the versatility of stainless steel. This means you can confidently crush your holiday feast without spending like all this time doing dishes after. No, totally. I mean, all of their pots and pans are dishwasher safe. They also have a really great six piece set, which is kind of the perfect starter set for anyone for yourself. If you want to just like re-up your pots and pans game or someone you know moved into like a new apartment, you want to get them a little housewarming. I think this is like a great starter set. It's like, honestly, it is a really great gift. Something to think about this holiday season. You could get 10% off your Hexclad pots and pans. When you use our exclusive link, you can go to hexclad.com slash she's all batch. That's H-E-X clad.com slash she's all batch. Don't let cookware hold you back this holiday season. Happy cooking. Enjoy your hexclad pots and pans and happy holidays. All right, guys, we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. That's when you guys submit your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild. We read about the stories on air, and it is a good time. Such a good time. After last week when I said that I wasn't getting any Bachelor Encounter submissions, I got a handful. So Yay. And I don't read them like you guys know. I wait till we can officially read them. I think that shows because I am a horrible reader live on air. So this first encounter... It's it's uh, H-Frots. Macy, I'm going to call you out because you sent this one. So we don't always tell who sends each one. But this is from Macy. She said, so it was seven years ago and we went out to celebrate my friend's birthday. We were all in our early 20s. So club night it is. We went down to West Palm Beach, Florida, which is about 45 minutes from me. There was also a country concert going on down there. Vinny from JoJo Season and Derek Peth from JoJo Season went to the concert and they made their way to the clubs. We ended up at the same club as them. Vinny was dancing and having a good time. He made his way over to our group and started dancing with my friend. We all started talking and he was super cool. I think he liked my friend, but she had a boyfriend at the time. She regrets it now because her boyfriend sucked. Anyway, such a fun night. Mm-hmm. Forgot it happened. Here's a picture of me and Vinny from that night. I also saw him two years ago at a Sam Hunt concert and tried to take a sneaky picture, but he saw me. It was hilarious. And he turned and waved after the picture. So cute. Yeah. I would love to, like, go to a club and see people from The Bachelor and, like, hang out with them. I know. And why do I feel like, like, why are you seeing Vinny so much in your life, Macy? Like, that's crazy that you've had multiple interactions with him. Sucks that your boyfriend didn't go after Vinny after her boyfriend sucked. Lesson learned. I know. If Vinny hits on you, give him a chance. Even if you have a boyfriend, because you never know how long that boyfriend's going to last or if he's going to suck. Right. Okay, next one. Here's my bachelor encounter. I was bored one night on Hinge. I was just going through the profiles and then I saw a name I immediately recognized. It was Yosef. It took me a second to remember who he was because to be honest, I didn't watch Claire and Tasha's season. Scandalous, I know. But once I saw the pic on his profile of him with Brandon and Connor B from Katie's season, it clicked. Who's Brandon? Does she mean Brandon from Michelle's season? Or Brendan from Brendan and Piper? 
But the, yeah, those are all different season. seasons. I think you're talking about Brandon. Like Serene's Brandon. From Michelle's season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But whatever. I told a couple of my friends who are Bachelor fans, and they were dying over my discovery. I did like one of his questions on his Hinge profile, but I never got a response. I even slid into the IG DMs to see if I would get a response there, but no. I'm actually surprised he's within my area, like 50 miles away, and that even his daughter is on his profile, too. I'm not surprised his daughter's on his profile. Like, he fucking no, is I'm obsessed. His whole personality is his daughter. I'm a single parent myself, so I'm not sure if I would want my child on my dating profile, but hey, that's his preference. That is his preference. Maybe I was just listening to a podcast, like Kristen Cavallari's Let's Be Honest podcast, and she talked about her dating profile and how she wanted to get across that she was a mom, but she wasn't didn't really want to put pictures. So she's like, what's the alternative? Maybe he's just putting his daughter on his profile because he wants to make sure whoever he goes on a date with is aware that he has a daughter, but... But like, Which honestly, just go on Twitter and you'll find out that Yosef has a daughter. It's been a running, yeah, true. a running joke for Wait, ages. Wait, so what was Kristen Cavallari's like solution? <laughs> it turned into like a joke. And then she was laughing with her, Justin Anderson, her best friend, mm-hmm. who was like co-hosting that episode. And he's like, why don't you just put in your bio, like, mama bear, mama to three littles. And then they just started laughing and never came to a oh. conclusion. But she acknowledged okay. that so like, it's an option. Yeah. Like. <laughs> You can always do that. I can understand wanting. I don't know. I think you could just put in your bio, like, yeah, I'm a mom. I agree. Yeah, and I to- but I totally understand wanting to kind of like put it out there in the beginning because like you're either down for that or you're not, and like why waste your time with someone who is not going to be interested if they know you have kids. Right. It's like when you go on a job interview and you get to like the tenth round and then you find out that they like don't pay. Have you ever right. been on like no, exactly. interviews with that? I was like, you couldn't yeah. have fucking told me this shit weeks ago. Before right. I did an edit test, before I did, like, everything for this position, you're like, oh, it's actually an internship or, like, you know, or something That's dumb. so crazy. Yeah. Or we actually pay 50000 less than, like, what you said was your salary expectations. Right. What a waste of time. What a waste of time. So if you only want to date people that know you have kids, definitely something to think about. Next one. Hi. I never sent you this encounter because I felt like it was boring, but figured why not. Girl, don't start it like that. I used to work at a winery in Houston area and Jordan Campbell and his wife would come in all the time. I never actually served him, but once he came in with his wife and her mom, he left the table and came up to me and asked to secretly pay for the whole bill before her mom did. Mm, He honestly seems so sweet. And the other servers said that he always tips well. That may be one of the best encounters we ever got because I feel like it tells so much about him in such a short blur. Yeah, totally. I think that's really sweet. I love when the guy is like, you're out to dinner with like, if you had like a boyfriend or husband whatever and like you're with your friends and like the guy just like secretly pays Mm -hmm. the bill and then you don't get a bill love not getting a bill love (laughs) i I mean i live for not getting a bill i literally love not paying actually you know one time i got a bill that actually said zero like they actually handed me the bill why would they do that like if someone else already paid and then they were like and ma'am this is how much you owe they didn't charge they didn't charge me and my friend um great you know perks of you're cute girls but wait a story of someone secretly paying so I, like, once went out on, like, a date with some guy, but he was meeting my friends, and, like, he brought a friend, Mm -hmm. and we all met at a bar. But me and my friends were there first, got dinner, and, like, drank, like, two bottles of wine, like, the three of us. Yeah. And then the guy and his friend came to meet, so they joined our table. But we had, like, all had dinner, all had been drinking for hours, and then, like, he fucking pays the bill, and I'm like, dude, you deserve the makeout that you got later that night. I was gonna say, he must have really liked you. He did. I He was one of the guys that I had to break up with despite never dating. But you were on a date. That's like dating. Uh, no. No, no, no. It was like, no. <laughs> there okay. was a period no, of time in my got life it. where I had to break up with people that I would like talk to for a day. Because mm, you were just so attractive and everyone fell in love with you everyone no i mean honestly it was a very i could talk about this because it was a very very brief period of my life like i went a full year with no one looking my way but there was like a month where i'm like dude why do i have to give you an explanation i don't want to talk to you right right i think i said this on the podcast where i said i used an excuse like oh i'm not really good at relationships and a guy that i met for like a week was like so that means you don't try and i'm like bro Bro. Calm the fuck down. That's a little much. I, I don't even know your last name. This So this screams a lot of good things about Jordan Kimball. Totally. I, I knew I, I liked really him. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, those are all the Bachelor Encounters we have for this week. If you have a story you want to submit, DM me at She's All Batch, and you never know. Maybe next week we'll read it. Maybe. Right? I don't know. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. <gasps> 
Remember that? Ugh. Like, what is that even from? I honestly you know, don't. Uh, the girl you like, Julia Fox. I don't know. Maybe. Oh. What was she saying, though? Like, what was that, oh, too? Well, or, are you are you a muse? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I was Josh Safdie's muse when ah! you were at Uncut Jams. Uncut Jams. Because everyone's like, would you consider yourself Ye's muse? Yeah, a little. Maybe. What is a muse? I mean, I was Josh Safdie's muse when he wrote Uncut Jams. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, things like right. that. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, go and give it five stars. Go and write a nice yeah. review and go just like go into random Facebook groups and be like, you guys should all listen to She's All Batch. So true. Tell your friends. Tell your grandma. Tell your mom. Tell your cousin and your ex-boyfriend yes. about your favorite podcast. Get back together. Tell him about the oh podcast. God. Make him download it and then break up with him. And then make him pay for everything for you and your friends for like a <laughs> lavish meal. Yes. I love it. If you guys want more content, check out our Patreon. We did such a fun episode looking at all Bachelor people's Halloween costumes and ranking them and giving like our very important rules for like what makes or breaks a good Halloween costume. And so if you need those notes for next year, listen to it now. We also are currently filming a behind the scenes mm -hmm. video that's going to be coming out on Patreon this week or maybe early next week about how we do the podcast. There's a lot of behind the scenes fun in this one. So we'll let yeah. you guys know when that one's up as well. Thank you to this week's sponsors. Thank you to Honeylove and Hexclad. Go to honeylove.com slash she's all batch 20 and go to hexclad.com slash she's all batch and you guys will save mm -hmm. On really, Money's. truly, like the best shapewear and bras and the best pots and pans you can use. That's all you need in life, shapewear and pots and pans. Right. And then you're set for everything Seriously. that could ever come your way. Um, all right. Follow us. Follow Stephanie at She's All Batch. Follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore. Join the Facebook group. I don't know if we already said that. Write a review. Sign off in the comments below. And I think that's it. Is that, oh, it, is it it? <laughs> um, <laughs> not sure, but I think so. It is it. Oh, okay. Goodbye, bitches. Goodbye, bitches.